Hello? Yo. Yo! We're, uh, wait, we're waiting on uh, Rambo to jump in. Yo, this is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it is, right? Oh, I'm so close. So hopefully we have no technical difficulties. It's our first podcast. Yeah, this is our was... first time doing this. Yeah, I think, I think it'll be cool having a guest. Yeah, I mean, but... it is our one-year, you know, celebration. Thanks. Whoa. Right? Oh, wait. It's crazy. It's been a year. I know. Yo, wait a minute. Rambo. Hello? Yo. There we go. We are live. We are live. We, we are. Yo, so <laughs> we, we, always, we always do a little pre-roll thing. Right. Rambo. So, um, I mean, actually, this could be part of it. We just usually talk shit and kind of get acclimated. And then we uh, cut it and you know pop into the real thing, right, right, right. So you know you know how this production thing goes. You're you're not new to this. No, nah, yeah, you, I, I already know. I mean, if you guys need to cut something, you'll do it later or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's that inside information that people want. You know, give giving them the inside scoop. Um. So uh, by the way, uh, of course, Rambo, J, aka Mini Producer, Mini Producer. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if y'all have ever spoken in person before. Uh, no, no, we, we we've spoke through text and uh, through email, and you know, like I I, I follow up with with the production stuff, and you know, okay. like it's just here and there, but never like actually on the phones. Okay, well, this is weird because it's kind of on the phone and it's kind of not. So. Yo, 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 and yo. It's Simon. And it's Jake. And this is the Two Gimps Walk Into a Bar podcast brought to you via the Anchor app. Y'all already know the drill. You've heard it 10,000 times. Uh, I use this app on my iPad called Jay. Jay calls in on the phone. We edit what? You edit, distribute, everything. All that. Keep track of the podcast. Do various things, right? Via the yes. Anchor app. So if you want a podcast that nobody will listen to, like everybody, because everybody's got a podcast now, be one of those people that nobody listens to with us. Uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Gotta, and you I'm know what I noticed? You didn't say Simon Ill this time. You just said it's Simon. What's that? When you said the intro, you were like, hey, it's Simon. You didn't even say Simon Ill. You're like, yo, it's just feel Well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm feeling loose. You know, I'm feeling like more personal today. Yeah, yeah. It's like a first name basis. Like you get to know somebody, you know what I mean, and then you're like, you know, like I feel close to everybody. This is our one year anniversary podcast, right? So, um, by the way, um, you know, go to Anchor.fm if you want to start your own podcast. You should do that. Why not? You got shit to talk about. Everybody does. And uh, Jay, who produces this podcast? Oh, just Ilkumi LLC. Yes, that's it. So, uh, speaking of getting personal, getting you know. Giving people extra things—it's all about giving. You know what I mean? This is not a selfish kind of podcast. We try to bring everybody into it, so we're not wasting any more time. Guess what, y'all? We got our first guest. Our first guest on our podcast, my good friend Rambo Hustle. Rambo, how are you, sir? 
What's going on, man? You guys doing all right on this? Uh, well, I don't know how it is over there, but it's a really be beautiful day today in Indianapolis. So on this beautiful Sunday, everything's lovely today. It's a little cloudy and dreary, at least in the city of Atlanta. Yeah. I don't know how. Where is it, what? What is it like up there, Jay? Because you're right outside of Atlanta. I went outside. That's a hashtag producer problem if I were <laughs> <laughs> the weather the weather's kinda chilly and I wear my jacket. Oh, it's chilly out there? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean that's that's good. I guess. I mean well it is it is still uh, February. Um, hey, I, I, I didn't say it was warm. I just said it. it I, I like to. I, I refer to it as fake nice. You know, when it's like the sun's shining, right. and everything beautiful, and you're like, "Oh, such a nice day out." And then you walk outside, you're like, "Oh, I need pants." You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially in the Midwest. The Midwest can be deceiving. Um, I grew up in the Midwest. Let's actually let's do this. Let's 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 operate. You know, somewhat organized, like, and let's. Let's take this from the beginning because all y'all know I'm from the Midwest, originally from Illinois. Shout out to uh, Paris, Illinois, and all other small towns close to I-70 in the Midwest. Uh, so anyway, I've been in Atlanta like 10 years. Uh, I was introduced to Rambo by a mutual friend of ours, and I was told, you got to work with this guy, somebody I know from Indianapolis. He's a, a rapper. He does all this stuff. So I was just, I, look, I'm all about just like, yeah, let's see what happens. So I got in con- Rambo and I got in contact with each other. I Rambo, you know, I always bring this up every time I talk about you. Because this is the first time it's ever happened. The first song that we ever collabed on ends up only on song. TV. Was that <laughs> the only song. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my bad. Okay. On the we overdue. We called you out. We said it's the only song. Hey, but look. Well, no, I mean we're, that's that's even better. We're like we're a hundred. We're batting a thousand. We're one that's for one. Took the words right out of my mouth. Right in time for baseball <laughs> season. We are batting a thousand because that song ended up on MTV. I think it was on sixteen and pregnant or something. No. Uh, no it, it was it was version territory, which completely changed the dynamics of. My, my my lyrics. <laughs> it really does, yeah. That's wild. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> either either way, if y'all if y'all haven't heard, if y'all need to look up that song and uh, give it a whirl. I know it's somewhere online. Um. So um, but that's how we know each other. Now, not that I have to give a legit reason, because this is my, uh, uh, you know, our podcast here. There is there is a reason I wanted you to be our first guest on our podcast because I really, whether I've said it or not, I really admire no pun intended, your hustle because it's an independent artist and just independent everything world now. Um, what what do you because I know you're a bit younger than me um, what, what have you seen, especially in the Midwest music scene or, or any kind of cultural Scene. I know there's not, I mean, I hate to use the word culture referring to Indianapolis. That sounds shitty to say. But um, I, I, to me, Indianapolis is like a big, small town. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. What do you think is, 
what do you think the dynamic has been like even in the time that you know you and I have known each other maybe even 10 years as far as like you know um, artist goes or, or just any kind of well you know it's, it's funny because you know I think there's a very um, very specific distinction between uh, how fans of music operate and how um, you know, actual creators of music operate, right? So, yeah. Um, for me, it's 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 like this. It's like the Midwest because there's you know, there, and this is why I think like a lot of musicians here have to leave, or at least they feel they have to leave, is because there's a lot of idiosyncrasies and things that happen when you're trying to tap into the music business that. You just have nobody here to really guide you to learn how to do those things. Right. Or like if you're in, you know, like, like you know, I'll be photography and video. And if I'm in Miami, New York, or L.A., there's people doing things, you know, at a much higher level. So naturally, my my if I'm a competitive person, which I think most creatives are, yeah. uh, you know, we tend to elevate our game based on the people that we see around us working. Yeah. You know, I think I think culturally, you know, but 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 on the other hand, I also think as a fan in the Midwest, the Midwest has people that love music from everywhere in the world. Because yeah. there's there's not like a background here for for creatives from the same way. Right. Um so people here tend to really reach outside of the city and outside of the state to find the things that they're going to become fans of because I mean there's definitely an amazing creative pool here but because I think they lack the knowledge of how to move in the industry they lack the ability to really reach people that's closest to them which is like super ironic and kind of messed up but yeah you know so I, I, I think it has its pros and cons I, I think the Midwest is definitely, I mean, outside of Chicago, of course, it's definitely a fan's playground. Yeah. Uh, and it tends to be kind of where, like, creatives kind of, like, find their voice, but yeah. it's rarely heard here. Yeah, I, it's funny because, you know, I went to Indiana State, um, and that was in the 90s, not to date myself here, but um, I went to ISU, and that's when I started uh producing artists and I noticed the cultural like the, there were certain cities that people were coming from that were making music but they were all kind of from the same regions you know right. it was kind of what obviously what you would think it's you know Chicago East Chicago Gary Indiana um, you know Indianapolis Louisville uh, Kansas City you know all these networks Young, you know, people were coming to ISU, you know, and they were, you know, trying to break into music, you know. Um, what is now? I, I got to bring this up because people don't know. Of course, people know that I'm a producer, so I'm sure they assume that you and I collab uh, musically. What else do you do there? I mean, I already know, but I know you dabble in, you know, video production. You have a podcast. You do photography, um, what you feel like it's a good time, especially in the independent world that people are taking, um, you know, taking these opportunities 
of independence. Like you don't need a label. You don't need all these things to hire someone like you uh, to create their content. Like, do you feel like it's better now than it was years ago? Like, are you? How are the opportunities for you? Uh, I mean, I mean, it's definitely better now as far as, you know, anybody that's trying to create, you know, I mean, part of the reason why I started doing everything myself was because I hated waiting around for people. Yes. Yeah. You know, I hated the, I hated like depending on someone like I, you know, like what, what, like I've always had this belief that, you know, when you were in school and people did a group project. Yes. You always either did nothing or you did everything. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you're if, at least that's me, that's like who I am. Like I was, I was either going to be like, all right, the, these, you know, so for me, it's, uh, it's been good, but however, I like, I, I can't stress this enough. The idea of, do you want to be great at something or do you want to be good at everything? Right. Right. Because, you know, even though I can literally go, go make a beat, go write a song to it, right. record it myself go shoot a video myself, yep. edit the video myself, create the artwork and, and, and invest into the record, you know, there's, there's, you can only get a hundred percent of a hundred percent. Got you. Right. That's, so that's it, it, I, I can't stress how important it is to, yeah, like do things as, you know, but at some point, you know, you want to get people to do things that are professional. Like when you go to big cities, yeah, people want the best at this, this, or the other. They don't want the guy that like do everything and everything's great, but you know, it's not like he's not the best absolute person, right? Yeah, that's, that's understandable. Who, who do you think? Because I think there's a couple people doing this out there um and i could probably name a name and jay feel free to chime in on this does anybody can anybody name an artist that's really doing big things i think it's amazing what indie artists can do now and does everybody want to name an indie artist that y'all look at and go i mean they're just like fucking up the game like in a good way i mean i i, I feel like i feel like the closest you know i relate to him a lot because i do so much I would say the primary person that I would look at to say, wow, he's doing a lot on his own and is successful at a really high level would be Rush. That's exactly what I was about to say. What about you, Jay? You know, I... Independent artists that, like, really put out their music get me pumped. So, um, you know Euro got it. Uh, I just oh, yeah, yeah. Because seeing his campaign... Fun story, I'm going to keep it quick. He actually reached out to me about a year ago, or maybe, I guess two now, uh, uh, about a year or two ago, wanting beats. It was on my mom's birthday, and I was like, oh, I'll hit you back. I got back. He, he never hit me back, but the cool thing is, sometimes, one, there's always a reason in my head, like, why things don't happen. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, but seeing his progression as an artist, going from nobody was really listening to his stuff to doing major features and pushing and you know rocking with a label not right. a major label but an independent label like i love seeing artists investing to themselves another artist that you know that i, I, I work with recently is y-o-t-s-a-i and i can't pronounce his name so i'm not about to mess it up okay. with this podcast <laughs> but yeah he's, he's invested money into not only the beats but the marketing 
And seeing any independent artist ramble, you probably know this. You have to invest into yourself. A lot of artists are like, oh, why is my music not popping? Why is no one hearing my stuff? Because they're not w- willing to spend money. They just think, oh, I'll just post something up on Instagram. And then every right. label's going to come to me. And now they're going to want to work with me. That's not how shit works. You know, right. like, you, you got to invest. It's the same thing with beats. I can't just put up a beat and be like, oh, I hope someone finds it. And then, you know, everybody buys my beats. <laughs> like, it doesn't work. Right. So, but I think I think you can tell like Russ really. I mean, you know, I, I'm with you on Euro Gata as well. Um, you know, he's but Russ is definitely an example of because Russ is already getting plaques, you know, and like just selling yo, out. he's so fire. Sorry, like just yeah. his work ethic and like accomplishment. Yes, great, good. Yeah, definitely, definitely an example. And I know um, people what. Well, Rambo, what do you think about this? Do you feel like his... Some people say he is arrogant. And here's the thing. I would agree with that, but I also agree that there's nothing really wrong with that. It's that I feel like people have an issue with self-confidence. Well, especially nowadays. What's that? Especially nowadays, because, you know, there's... You know, social media and the whole FOMO concept has made people so... um, I don't know. It's just made people so insecure in what they have going on. You know, it's like so many people are looking for, you know, gratification from things they're not doing as opposed to appreciating the things they are doing. You know, I I got back from Puerto Rico and the the week before that I was in Miami. So it's such a drastic culture. You know, I was telling somebody last night how much I admire people that work regular nine to five jobs and just um, can full, are like feel fulfilled with the fact that they're earning their money, providing for their families, and doing that. Um, so I've always struggled with that because I'm kind of, even though my my skill set is in music and creative, right. um, yeah. I, sometimes I kind of feel like, man, I wish I would just be happy with just you know the bare necessities, you know? Yeah, right. yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, I. I think I think other people's confidence in themselves. It, I think I think it's really on how you display it is really you know what I mean uh, is is really what can hold the power. I think if you if you use it against other people, well, that to me is when it's a problem, you know. But but a lot of people don't do that. It's like they're building themselves up. I think a lot of people were just raised um, without self confidence. So when they do see it, they're just like, oh, look at you. Like, look at you believing in yourself. How dare you? You know, it's like, right. uh, <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I, I, you know what I'm saying? But that, it sounds ridiculous, but it's kind of true. Like, oh, no, it's, it's, it's 100% true. And I think a lot of people re- become resentful because, damn, like, I don't have that kind of confidence in what I'm doing. So, like, right. but here, but here's my thing. And this is where I, I really like Russ. I think his energy is great. I and I think it. it's amazing. Um, how, but like, but the, I think the problem with, with not Russ, but the problem with the industry and how they see Russ is like, wait, you're telling me that. And, and I don't know, I'm, I'm, you know, maybe I'm getting a little older and I'm kind of readjusting what, what content should really be focused on. But like, why is it that somebody can be super cocky and confident about, can I cuss on this podcast? Yeah, we do it all the fucking time. All right. So. (laughs) 
this is it that I can be confident and cocky about taking your bitch or selling this pack or, 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 you know, or running the block or having this new Bentley or whatever, right. but I can't be cocky about my knowledge of the industry that everyone that raps about those other things is trying to get into and why a lot of those artists tend to not have the success that they should right. because they have their business together. Right. You know, like why, why can I, why, why can artists be cocky about drug use, but they can't be cocky about being sober and, and, and mentally healthy. Right, damn, that's you know, no, that's oh, they're not ready for that conversation. That, that, yo, you probably just made one of the best points ever made on our podcast. Well, because it's not that they're ready for the conversation, it's just that people, I, I hate to say it, but it just it seems like hip hop is almost uh, uh, determined to stay stuck in ignorance. Yes, yes. well. You know, one thing that mentors always told me, um, and I learned obviously from just from life in general. And you know, I I preach this to to Jay. You know, as long as I've been mentoring you, Jay. You know, we yep. talked about this. I've always said this because being a guy in a wheelchair. Spoiler alert for everybody. That listens, I'm kidding. That would be hilarious if someone's like, "Y'all in wheelchair?" Anyway. Um, so the thing about being being in a wheelchair, I mean, I don't have any issues with it. Like it's the only thing I've ever known. I don't have issues with it. If people have issues, it's their issue, not right. mine. But the main thing that I preach, and it it's it's somewhat relevant, and hopefully y'all can follow me here, is that I a mentor told me they said, "Look, you are different, so that'll get you in the door." Because you know? people are like, oh shit, this little white dude making rap beats. You know, okay, ooh, I'm intrigued now. But he said, if you don't have the shit to back it up, it's not going to help you. To me, it's the same thing. That's not a brag if I go to the studio and play some dope shit. That's not a brag. That's just, I worked hard for this. That's the same thing with it, you know, like you said, Rambo. You know what I mean? Like, but it's it's that confidence. Like you right. knock people for their confidence, um, and it's their reality. It's like, yeah, this is what I do. If you have the facts to back it up, like you said, if you brag on something you have, it's like people that talk shit. Like I'm on a private jet, but they never rented or flown on a private jet. They just know somebody that works at the airport. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they take a picture. On, that's bullshit. Like those are the insecurities. You know, right. um, I I don't well. I, let me not make an assumption, but if you listen to Gary V, he preaches that all the time. You know, is you know, it, it's kind of the same deal. You if you can if you can back it up. And to me, you know, there are many out there. I know, but Russ is definitely a good example. You know, without you know, without their backing of someone that's kicking everyone's ass and going, he, he's got the numbers to back it up. Right, I, I I think some of the resentment from him is obviously like you know he's he, and there's something he talked about on on the on, on the pull up with Joe Budden where he talks about you know like the 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 privilege that I get from being white is also holds me back because I don't get the same respect for my accolade. Right. Oh yeah. Good. Yeah, I can I can see that I can see that too. So I I think also being in hip hop and being that cocky and um. 
and, 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 and confident about what he was doing and kind of preaching to the culture, even though it's good information. It's like, it's like, it's like, I mean, I don't have kids. That's why I have a dog. Uh, my yeah. friends with kids have a lot of issues that I don't have to deal with. And I always respond with, that's why I have a dog. Right. Got you. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's like, it's like, you're, it's like with children, you know, you, you tell them that this is what they should do. This is the right way to do it. But they want, you know, they want to learn on their own. And of course, hip hop has traditionally been a, a young man's sport. And so it's it's a hard bridge. To, to, it's a hard bridge to, to, to close in on. You know? Yeah. Yes, I I, I I agree with you. And, and on um, top of that, I think you know, and this is where I, I'm okay with 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 the content and everything that's going on. It's like, you know, music is for the regular ninety five nine to five worker, for the person that doesn't live an exciting life, for the person that you know, has this monotonous kind of like I provide for my family lifestyle. Music is a way to live vicariously through a different scope. Yeah. That's all entertainment. I mean, of course. music being one of them, but yeah, that's, that's very true. That's very you know, true. So, I mean, so there, there's a level of that, you know, but, but, you know, in a world, in a world with, with a million young thugs, I would just like to see a few more Nick Grants. Ooh. Mm. Yo, I wasn't ready for this. Like, quote, quote. Yo, this podcast is fire. <laughs> Setting it on Yo. fire with the quotes. We're um, gonna make you the third host, Rambo. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with it. Anchor just kicked my podcast off. To, did they? Did they? Group? Yeah, they sent me an email. They said we have evidence that suggests that you have copyright stuff that was infringing our things, and I was like, "What?" Like, it was just me talking into my phone. What could I possibly have said that? So I don't, I don't know what it was. I'm, I'm going to message them and see what happened. But yeah, I'm, as of right now, I have no podcast. You need to talk to them because, well, that that's funny. You you just gave me a good segue because I was about to ask what you're uh, what you've been working on. But so Rambo, it, hey, this could serve you well though because if you got to rebel against the system and tell Anchor to like you know get their shit together. Um, well, 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 that was the, the first thing I thought of again, just because I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I'm an outside the box thinker and I'm like, I, I hate being depending on anything. I'm like, okay, well, like they can't, they didn't even give me a reason, an example, a, 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 a time slot, like an episode, like they just. Right. That's weird. Um, Cause like, yo, me and Jay have probably said and just all kinds of wild shit. Wild shit. And we've been on yeah, but I, 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 I don't know how. I don't know how we made it this far. <laughs> I, really, I really don't either because they probably. I would think if they're scanning it like that, they, they might be like, "We got two children on a podcast cursing and saying wild shit." Talking, talking reckless. Oh, we said, but there's. I mean, you heard some of the conversations. This shit's wild sometimes. Um. Well, okay. Well, we hope you get your podcast back, shit. Because yeah, so that's. Know. I mean. That's what I've been working on because I, so I was doing the hip hop report last year and people loved it, you know, because, you know, I think I have a very even subjective point of view on things. And, yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm I'd, I'd stay up to date with everything um, and people love the hip hop report, you know, but I, I, I didn't want to be closed into just having to talk about hip hop because I feel like I have so many experiences and uh, lessons that I've learned throughout the, the years yeah, but I'm like, if I'm just talking about, and, and and it just seems so gossipy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Where, where for, for me, I want to provide value. I want to provide motivation. I want to provide inspiration for people that 
are thinking or struggling through the same things I've either accomplished or tried to do. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, honestly, uh, not that we really said it, articulated it uh, directly, but I I feel like this podcast, you know, Jay and I have had is really because there's I don't think a lot of people would really be aware of this, but there's definitely many mentalities amongst people with quote unquote disabilities where there Yo. is a disabled mindset Yo. where it's a, you know, woe is me, or I can't do shit, or I get this, this is against me, this ain't made for me, blah, 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 all this me, stuff. Which, like, like, yeah, and those arguments can be valid in some cases, but I've never been like that. And the more I got to know Jay, I realized, Jay, that you weren't like that. We're so you know, similar in that way, yeah. Well, it might be our upbringing, but I was just, I was always told, like, to me, the realistic thing was, you know, not in a, a negative way is the world's not built for you, but that's not a problem. You just have to learn to adapt with what's there. Adapt and thrive, you know, and, and do what you got to do to get to where you want to be. But know that it's not built for you. And that's okay. Because you spend all your time bitching about that. You're never going to get anywhere. You know. Um, so that's kind of what this, you know, podcast is, is born of our mentality. Kind of, you know, our similar mentality of because it is called two kids walk into a bar. We don't really get on here and talk about oh, here's some disability issues. Like we don't do that, you know. I wouldn't like, even want that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, and there are there are for that, for that, obviously. Um, right. It's echoing. I heard that too. Yeah, something was echoing. Um, now, are so, you guys big drinkers? Are we what? Are you guys big drinkers? Or is that just hell no? <laughs> no, okay. let, let me tell you where I'll tell you where the uh, where the title came from is when I was young. Um, I was having dinner uh, with a friend of mine uh, who is also in a wheelchair, and we were at a restaurant, and I would just say weird things just to pop into my head. And we argue, by the way, GIMP is kind of a derogatory term, obviously. People get that mostly. Um, and I said, I'm sitting there with my friend, I said, I just looked at him and said, I got a joke. And they said, yeah, I said, okay, two GIMPs walk into a bar. And that was the whole joke. And it took him a minute. And he's like, oh, shit, I get it. The irony, obviously, because we don't walk. So it's just a play on that. I don't really drink. I know. Well, Jay, Jay, you drank a few times. I used to drink. No, but I don't even drink anymore because the times I have drank, yeah. that shit has never gone right in my life. <laughs> so, Wait, it's so, a wild shit. So tell me, what uh, what would be the perfect night of drinking? Like, if, if things go right, like, what would you think? Well, how would you describe the the the, the, the ideal know, scenario for realize- you drinking? I don't even think I really like alcohol. Like, I every time I drink, I'm thinking, like, yeah, this time it's going to be different, and I still don't really like it. So, <laughs> I, this I time will like be different. To fruit punch. Uh, I'm really a juice guy. Um, I love juice. You can ask Simon. I literally bought juice today. Little fruit punch boxes. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. But if I had to drink, I like vodka. Jeez. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing I don't. It's always short people, like people our size, that'll be like, 
Yeah, I like Jake, Jack Daniels. I like it's like yo, what the fuck? <laughs> yo, wait, what the the other thing too, Jay, and I think you've seen this, and I've seen this. People like to buy drinks for the person in the wheelchair. Because if you're at yeah, if you're at a bar and the they see you having one drink, that's the worst thing. That's how I got fucked up because I had six shots in one night and that was Holy it. Holy fuck. <laughs> you remember that? I remember you telling me this. Yo, Rambo, think about this. This is six shots for someone that's what? You're three foot four? four. I was fucked. I was so fucked up. I was I was sick as shit. That's wild. So, well, let me. Now I got to ask you a question because look, Rambo, so I, I, I noted earlier that, you know, you. And I want you to plug some stuff in a minute, but I do have to ask you a question. Because um, I know you're out and about in the nightlife of Indianapolis and probably other cities, I'm sure. Miami, Puerto Rico, New York, wherever you venture to, L.A. Have you, and you don't have to, there's not a requirement. Have you had any encounters with any wheelchair individuals in any places that you can think of? Yeah, of course. Okay. Have um, you seen some... Have you seen some people like hammered off their ass in wheelchairs? Dude, there's this one dude that kind of that, that always comes and gets a table at like uh, like my biggest client. It's like the biggest nightclub in Indy. Okay. And this dude gets all the girls. What? Literally all the girls. Like he, he pulls up in his like he pulls up to the table. He's in his wheelchair. He has a couple of his buddies, and literally every single girl at the club is. I mean, like lap dances the whole nine. Wow. Yo, that's fire. I mean, yeah, I you guys are missing out. Well, I mean, we both had our experiences at strip clubs. I mean, yeah. I went there, somebody, one of my best friends at the time, he, basically these girls ran a stripper train on me. Where it was like, they kept sending girls back. <laughs> Hold like, on. You can't, you can't speed past that. Run that back. Okay. Stripper train, as in, it was, it was supposedly my birthday, which it wasn't. He just always thought it was my birthday. You falsified and your you falsified you falsified your birthday for the sake of a stripper train. I mean, I'm not did, mad at he you. He did. It wasn't me. I didn't want to uh, go. Look, I'm look. I'm a, I'm a, a grandma's boy. I was raised by my grandmother. Don't get me wrong. Strip club's a nice spot. It's great. But you're talking about a, a, an awkward twenty like what twenty three year old me, you know. And I get thrown into, and I, I've never lived in a city, so I'm in Philadelphia. He's like, yo, we're going to the strip club. This dude's from New York. Like, he's like, yo, we're going to have a good time. Fuck that. Takes me to a strip club, and I'm just, you know, I'm just new to this shit. So there's these, these girls like, oh, come back here. So I go to this back room. This girl starts dancing. First of all, you know, can't move your hands, which is hilarious. So I'm like, what am I going to do for one? Right. I went to like scratch my nose, and she's like, "No, keep your hands down." I'm like, "Well, you scratch my nose." Fuck, I don't know. So, what I meant by stripper trade is this girl does her thing, lap dance. Before she's even done, another girl walks up and says, "I get him after you are done." And there oh, were no. there was a train of these girls for about a good hour. This is how it's I wild. got treated on my birthday. Yo, so, that's I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think Simon definitely, you know, and he's, he's got more years on you, so he's got more experience, but Simon definitely takes the cake when it, yeah. yeah. But, but again, I mean, but the thing is, like, you know, I'm, I, you know, call it what you will. I was just like, I, I was the worst lap dance recipient because I'm going, 
So, you're, oh, you're going to school. Oh, really? Like, what classes are you? T- oh, really? Really? You were, try- you, 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 were, you were trying to have a 2 p.m. conversation with her at the strip club? I really was. And I was like, you know, there's a they make a good sandwich down on Arch Street. There's one down on 3rd. Just go down there. But go when, you go when the afternoon shift is on because they give you a lot better portions. Well, if, if it makes you feel any better, I've never paid or gotten a, a, da- a lap dance at a strip club. So. Well, that's the thing. I've never paid for it either. Every time I ever go, people pay for it. So, well. you know, they kill that. They, there's automatically like that. He's never, he's never seen a titty in his life. You know, Beats the hell out of buying lunch. Yeah, facts. Facts. Wait, hang on though. If we're busting me out, Jay. Jay. What? Jay. What? You already know what I'm about to ask. Now the door is wide open. Why don't you tell us about that strip club experience? You've already said it on the podcast, so now you got to talk about it. Look, Rambo, you thought mine was like, yo, what the fuck? This one will make the record stop in the party. Go ahead. Okay. You feel like it, Jay. You so it was, it was my 21st birthday, and my parents took me to a strip club. Um, Jay, Jay, your parents took you to a strip club. Yeah. That's incredible. Jay, you gotta get closer to the phone. My, oh, my, there you go, there you go. my parents, they took me to a strip club. It was called uh, Cheaters. No, not Cheaters. <laughs> it was, what? <laughs> was it Cheetah? <laughs> it what was, was it? What was it? Tri- I feel like I said the name, but now that I can't think of it. It yo, is, it's a gentleman. Yo, club. a strip a strip club called Cheaters is wild. Yo, <laughs> I think it was called Cheetah. Cheetah, <laughs> that's right. Cheetahs, yeah. Like the that's animal. Right. Yeah, no. that's my thought about uh, cheaters. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, I, was to, I, I was about to say, I was about to try that diet this week. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm going out of Cheaters. They got good wings. <laughs> they got good lemon pepper wings. Yeah. So I, I I went to the strip club. It's called Cheetahs. It's a it's a gentleman's club or whatever, obviously. And um, well, I mean, I guess anyway. Uh, so I went there with my parents, and I was a little like uneasy because I'm like I don't want to say I'm socially awkward. There's just certain situations I'm kind of like, mm, Aaron, this is a lot going on, and that was one of them. So my dad. He, he got women for me because he asked me what my type was. And I was like, well, this is a little wild, but why not? So I was like, yeah, I want women that have tattoos and blah, blah, blah. So my dad got strippers for me. And there was this one stripper. She has an Etsy account. She, like, sells shit. I don't know why I still remember that. But it's stuck in my head. <laughs> wait, wait, you guys have an Etsy store? Yeah. Wow. Hey, you gotta get, gotta get it how you live. Yeah, I mean, straight up, yeah. So she was just talking to me, right? And then all of a sudden, she, like, takes off her clothes. And her, what happens. And her is just and I'm like, whoa, how did we get here? You know. Um. So that happened, and then there was another woman. I asked her what her tattoo said. And it was her grandmother's name. She was like, oh, it's my grandmother's name. And the dance was really off after that. So yeah, what was she like? Yeah, it's my that's my Mima's name. She she just died last week. Thanks. I, so I realized that she. Hey, you, you. Oh. What's that? Oh, I, no, I was gonna say. I was like, you, you know, that's probably she was probably just trying to get you to give her more tips. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, don't get finessed. I just got back from Miami. They'll finesse oh, you there they, quick. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. 
Oh, well, I didn't get finessed because it wasn't my money I was using anyway. So, maybe your pops got finessed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wait, here's here's what I like to know. Here's what actually inquiring minds want to know is they used to say. My question is, what were your parents doing? This is going to determine. You know, I'm not because it's not like they They didn't take you there and drop you off. Like it wasn't like you know a dance. They were just eating snacks. Like they. Oh my god. Yes. (laughs) I specifically remember it. Like they ate food. I had had a couple of shots by this time, so I was a little tipsy. And the more drinks that I got, the more comfortable I felt with the situation. I was like, wow. And See, I think I think you're better at drinking than you yeah, think. Yo, I think so too. Maybe, maybe, who knows? But I I just was like, Whoa, what's going on? And I I felt like they didn't really give me the full experience because yeah, the full experience maybe they thought I was because, a kid. Maybe they I'm not a kid, but like really young or whatever. Yeah. They weren't even dancing on me. I was like, What kind of shit is this, bro? You like floating above me. This is not a dance. This is a fucking ripoff. Maybe was- maybe they were being cautious because they weren't sure they were committing a crime or not. Yeah, well, you'll find out on, on 11 o'clock live. No, I'm just right. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, I can just see. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I, know, I, I know where we're going when I come to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah we we're going go to Cheetah. We're going we're we're straight to Cheetah <laughs> with, with Jay. We're gonna see what's up. We're gonna go in there. We're, we're probably gonna go in there. Like half the girls are gonna be like, "Yay!" <laughs> like, we knew you were always in here. Um, that's hilarious though. I could just see like your mom. I mean, that's why I wanted to know what your parents were doing. Cause going there is weird enough. But here's the thing: if they're getting lap dances, man, going to the strip, going to the strip club with snacks is that's a veteran. But yeah, I mean, but what I'm saying is, is like I'm wondering. Like, if they were getting lap dances, that's cool. Because you're like, oh, they're kind of doing their own thing. But no, they're, they're eating there, snacks right next to me while and, I know, the dance. So is your mom going like, yo, Raphael, look, look at that. She just busted wide open right for Jay. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> she got pizza, snacks. I mean, snacks. You know. Yo. Look, you get, a, get a Titsy website. I mean, an Etsy. They were, at a, they were at the table next to me, right? I was literally next to the table. Getting the dance, and they were eating food. We had like chips. This is the best visual I have. I we need a. Uh, I wish we had an artist that listens to just draws. To, we need a drawing of this. Your or cartoon. Your parents just probably eating like uh, wings or like some celery sticks and ranch, and you're like knee, knee deep in in booty meat. Yo, that's a wild anybody who anybody who orders anybody who orders wings at a at a strip club has been there at least ten times. Bruh, let me tell you one thing. Look, now we're on strip club. Here, <laughs> listen, I was in the studio. I'm not gonna name. Well, actually, I'm gonna name the artist. Let's make it hot. So I was in this, but this is not a bad thing. Shout out to her. So I'm in the studio with Chanel, who was signed to Young Money for a while. She might still be. Anyway, yep. it was D Wood's sister Chanel. We're in the studio. We were recording something. She was recording some verse on somebody's song. But anyway, she wanted to order dinner. And she goes, yo, let's get food from DOA. I'm like, first of all, getting food from a place called DOA doesn't sound appealing. <laughs> takeout, no less. Right, takeout. Right. So we send an intern. So I'm like, what do you get at DOA? It's like, oh, the, the wings or... No, 
Actually, it was the fish, the salmon. I'm like, I'm wait, what's what is the OA? Diamonds of Atlanta. It's a strip club. Oh, so okay. She, so, I'm, again, I'm not a strip club connoisseur. But she was just schooling me. So she's like, they have the best salmon. I'm like, wait a minute. A strip club nicknamed DOA. It's a strip club and it's fish. You gotta be shitting me. So I go with the what's the say bet? Grilled chicken sandwich. So I'm not gonna send the intern to ten different places. So I said, just give me a grilled chicken sandwich. Yo, worst piece of shit sandwich I've ever had in my life. You should have got the That's salmon. She said, "That's so funny. That's what she does. She's over there, like eating hers up, like she's starving, and she just eats it all. And she goes, oh, that was so good.' And I ate like a quarter of my sandwich. She's like, you're, 'You're not hungry?' I'm like, this was horrible. Anyway, hey, you, you ordered a fucking. And how the fuck do you fuck up a grilled cheese, man? No, it was mine. No, it was, it was grilled chicken. Oh, grilled chicken. Well, that's a different story. So yeah, it can be fucked up. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm not trusting the strip club with anything boneless. Amen to that. Hey. Although I had a, my, one of my first experience, business experiences in Atlanta, we had a meeting at a strip club. I think they were trying to impress me. Like, here's how we do it in Atlanta. And it was in the middle of the day, and there was one naked girl just standing at the bar. And I still don't remember what happened in that meeting. Oh, I'm dead. Like, I was not paying attention to the meeting at all. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You, the, you, the, like, to meetings. I don't know. Yeah, that, 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 that's a that's an odd meeting at a, at a strip club. I don't know if I, I, will, I will say this. I, I think I, we, I, are, I mean, we are more evolved as a culture because I never hear that happening now. Where they're like, oh, let's go to Cheetah for, right. for a lunch meeting. Although I'm sure people do, they go. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm going to the strip club to meet, not for meeting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Although it it is it it definitely. Well, let me ask this, and we'll we'll start wrapping it up on this. Do I like everyone's opinion? If you are in a wheelchair and you go into a strip club. If you attract women, is that a shitty move, or is that a they might have money move, or is that a little bit of both? Like, what do we think? Like, I mean, the obvious thing for me to think is women go for easy, you know, like, oh, I got this person. Well, it depends. Uh, It depends if your parents are paying then. Yeah, if your if your parents are paying, I'm I, and I'm a stripper. I'm like, well, they're they're probably just charging it up on the credit card. That's I had a buddy, true. I had a buddy of mine go to a strip club one night. He was super wasted, and he just opened a tab. No, and, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He woke up the next day, and he's like, oh, I don't even want to check my account. Two grand in lap dances. Wow. Exactly. Ridiculous. I hope somebody kissed him at the end of the night. I mean, if that's all I got for two grand, I'd be pissed. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it is a business. That's the thing. That, that's why you. That's why I feel like you can't take it personal if you're in a wheelchair or not. If you go there, they. If you go where you think you're, you have the most potential. To, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. Make some money. Absolutely. So. You know, 
for sure. Now, I mean, speaking of, speaking of the wheelchair yeah. thing, man, I wanted to tell you because I, I mean, like you know, we discussed the the podcast and everything, but like I didn't, I didn't. I, the guy from the club wasn't my story that I wanted to give you. Honestly, the, the oh, story, okay. that, the story I really wanted to give you as far as people in wheelchair were actually you too. You know, I think um, yeah. from from when we first met online to when we actually went to lunch at that really random place. Oh yeah. To that, funny. you know, actually us working. Uh, to then also link, you know, see, running into me, producer to Jay's account and following him, and and really and really kind of like tapping into the concept of like, just you know, as somebody who's not in a wheelchair, somebody who's Wait. You know, is 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 privileged enough to be blessed to just be able to just, you know, we we as yeah. normal people tend to be very critical of our own lives and be mad that things aren't like you said, like things aren't working out for you. Which yeah. are you thinking, right? Good. And for me, yeah. man, honestly, you guys are such an inspiration. Not just because of your talents, but you know, spe- you know, like Jay does such a great job of. Uh, you know, really creating so much content every day. Yep. Yep. Having such a positive, uplifting, and inspirational uh, vibe to to your account and and to what he's actually doing. And not only that, but then actually the 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 the, the idea of producing and networking and and really climbing the ladder of your goals. Right. And so right. the, the story I really wanted to highlight was really just my my interactions, me observing you guys through you know throughout the last couple of years, specifically with Jay uh, and you, Simon, of course, you know, from writing a book to producing records to, I mean, I, I didn't get on MTV with anybody else. <laughs> right. Yeah, Even yeah. my album that I dropped, you know, last year, you know, I invested. I mean, I got five videos out from that. I got some pretty pretty good features that I had to pay. I mean, I probably dropped 20 grand on that album with marketing oh, and production, right? And it took uh, two years yeah. to put that together, you know? like, And, you know, I, I get a lot of people that hit me up, and they're like, man, you know, we just want to let you know that you're, you're, you're such a motivation to us and you inspire us. And that's kind of what you guys do for me because – you know, to, to maintain such a high level of motivation uh, and positivity, I think it's really hard for people nowadays. Um, and, yeah. and, I, and, and a lot of times when I see how you guys maneuver through the industry, you're continuously getting better. Uh, and, and, you know, you're, you're not only your following is growing, but your output, the content you guys are creating and the avenues that you're doing really, like, certify what I'm doing as far as photography, video, music, writing, podcast, and really make people like, yep. you know, maybe it's not about being the best absolute thing of anything, but really more about experiencing life and gaining new experiences through the process. Yeah. Yep. And I, yeah. I couldn't really point out two other individuals that I feel like have maximized their their potential more than you two, honestly. Well, I, I appreciate that, um, you know, and the, the interesting thing about, um, I, I don't think that people could understand, I guess, unless they're in our situation, but it, it's, it's it's kind of interesting that a mentality, uh, at least I, I speak for myself, obviously, um, and Jay, you can agree, I'm sure, um, that the 
coming up the way I have, I don't really recommend, uh, at least on my end, Jay, you, you've had a considerably uh, a kinder upbringing. I had a lot of shit that had nothing to do with a disability uh, that shaped who I am. Right. Um, but I don't, I think what it is, it's like with any situation, is uh, whether you're quote unquote disabled or not, I actually hate. That term is so fucking dated, which it just, it's kind of pointless. But it's, it's, it's hard to explain how you don't, I don't lump myself in with a group. There is no group. Like, because people, like, if someone says, oh, I speak on behalf of, this, like, I don't speak on behalf of disabled people. I speak on behalf of me. You know, and I think, like, even, like, the stuff I've done, I've done wild shit. And I was, Jay, you and I have talked about it. You know, I, I don't tell Jay to do exactly what I've done. In fact, a lot of times, I, I think, Jay, you maybe would agree. I've said a lot of things, don't do this yeah. like I did it. Do this better than I did it. Because I didn't know what I was doing. I had no one teaching me. I just went out and did shit and said, well, let me see if this, okay, that didn't kill me. All right. Like, I'll do more then. You know what right. I mean? It's just, that's, you know, and I, like I said, I've had circumstances that I don't wish on anyone that, you know, put me in, in that position or to, to think the way that I think. So, um, but I do, uh, you know, I appreciate the, uh, you know, the compliments there. And what the one thing, uh, Jay, please obviously chime in on this as well. Um, it's, it's never been, like, a, a goal of mine from the outset. Like, I don't I don't go out there and go, don't look at me as in a wheelchair. Don't look at me as disabled. Don't look like... That's all bullshit to me. That's that rah-rah motivational bullshit. I'm just me. And it, I guarantee most people that meet me, or even Jay, you know, for that matter. Jay, if somebody hangs out with you long enough, or not even that long, after the second time hanging out with you, like... Jay's is a cool dude. Like, I didn't think about, like, they, they, you know, Simon and Jay were in a wheelchair. They're just good people. They do their thing. Like, that's really the point. Yeah. You know what I mean? You are you are how you see yourself is a, a big thing. So, oh, no, for sure. And, and I, I, at, least, at least for me, it's not so much about that you guys would be in a category, but it's more so that I feel like so many people in the world that, that like – complain about things that like if they just got their shit together and actually applied themselves to to executing they could do it and i just i just you know for me it's like you know like it's like the ups and downs of personality it's like you know it's right. normal for me to be depressed about something if i had a bad day or if i had something bad happen yep. but i'll be damned yep. if i'm gonna be depressed for the next three weeks until i snap out of it because something better happened Right, yeah, that's that's understandable. Do you, I, I can't get too deep in this because we're about to run into an hour. We usually cap it at about an hour. But um, do you, Jay, we, we've talked about this a lot. I feel like, well, let me not say that. I, I see that adversity is becoming a commodified, um, almost a commodified, uh, how would I even describe that? Just people that are like people are trying to turn negativity into a money maker, and what I mean by that is, 
I'm discriminated against. You know, I think this is, I know it's a sensitive subject. That's probably why I'm stammering around it. It's like it's like I, feel, I, feel, I could easily I could easily monetize the fact that I'm in a wheelchair. I could easily go out there and go, oh, like you know, the industry they they they're not giving me love because. You know, I'm in a wheelchair, and it, like I can do that, get the, all the attention in the world. But the funny thing is, it's not true. The, the 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 thing is, if you make good shit and you do your thing, the world looks out. Like that's how Yo, I. Yo, that's I'm, that's so that's so fucking true. Cause and every situation is different. Go ahead, Jim. No, I was just gonna say like that's definitely true because for me, I I just wanted to be known for making good us. Eats and shit, you know, and that's why. I mean, even now, like I don't really, I haven't really done as many like public publication type shit lately because I feel like people just like to harp on the fact that I'm in a fucking chair, you know. So it's yeah. kind of like I would just rather put in more work so that people pay attention to my accomplishments than they do about like. Oh, hundred percent. Because if you were in your account saying, "Oh, today I didn't get this opportunity because I'm in a wheelchair," like I, yeah. I'd be like, "I'm not trying to hear that shit." But again, I, I come from a different generation, and back to what Simon was saying, you know, it's like I have a quote that I like to say because I feel like we're, we live in a, such a, we live in such a hyper complaining society where, oh well, if I have a wheel, but the, the quote is, if you, you you can find something wrong with attack if you look at it long enough. Yeah, and the concept yeah. is attack is like what is it? Just a piece of plastic with a little needle at the end. It's the most basic structure you can think of. But yeah, of course, if I look at it long enough, I'm going to be able to find something that's wrong with it. But does that mean I can't put it up on the wall and hang up my picture? No, it just means that it, 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 there's imperfections in everything that, that everything in this world because it's mostly man-made. I mean, hell, if you you know, if, if, if you even look at humans, we have imperfections that were God made. So what does that tell right. so we, you? know, I, I, it's, I can't stress enough how important it is to move forward in a uh, in a positive light where you're looking at the, 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 the things that are there for you and not what's not what's there against you. See, here, here's the thing. I like, because I'm going to start wrapping this up. What I really love about our podcast and if, Jay, if you and I have proven anything, is we can swing from uh, one angle to another so fast. In this podcast, I like how we went from strip clubs to that. Yeah, you know what I'm That's how we do. Um, but let's let's start closing it out. We did go a little bit longer, but I, I like winging it and see how it goes. And I think this was a really great first, um, you know, you're a great first guest to have on. Um, hopefully not the last time you're on here with us. Rambo, is there anything you would like to? Well, let's do this. Let let me and Jay close it out. Then we'll all talk about things that we can plug, and then we'll all close it out together. Yeah, of course. So, um, but once again, you know what it is. What it is. Uh, well, wait. You know, if people want to find me, I'm doing this different today. Jay. Okay. Look at me. If y'all want to find me on the internet, you can find me anywhere. Simon Ella S I M O N I L L A. That is on Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Black Planet. Yeah. Still around. Uh, MySpace. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, Pornhub. 
facebook.com slash little big man. That may not be true. But, um, Jay, where can uh, people find you? Yo, you can find me at Mini Producer. Honestly, that's where you can find me. Um, I'm just going to keep it real. You can find me at Mini Producer. I do have other, you know, social media, but that's the one I really put stuff on heavy. So, if that, when that changes okay. off, I'll talk about it. Uh, so, yeah, Mini Producer, and then, of course, uh, Mel and Jay Live. We, we post in there from time to time. But, Okay. And miniproducer.com is where you can find my beats and all that good stuff and, you know, connect with me. That's that's where I'm at. And I'm probably drinking a juice, too. So if you ever need to find me, <laughs> look for the fruit corn child, and I'll be there. That's right. Um, and now since we have a guest, Rambo, where can uh, people find you and, like, oh, what, what, what do you have going on? Uh, well, people can find me at Rambo Hustle. That's Rambo like the movie, Hustle like the action on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Rambo's Hustle with an S because it's my shit on YouTube. I got tons of videos that I direct and edit myself. You guys can check those out. And my album, Palm Trees in Indiana, is available now on Spotify. It's got tons of Indiana features as well as Compton Menace, Caskey, um, and, and just overall just a very broad range of type of music uh i definitely made this album with the idea of bringing the, the puerto rico island california like bringing good vibe music to the midwest uh, and, and mm-hmm. to bring something that's you know just to me i feel like i make very uh, very universally accessible music so if you're looking for something different i don't make trap records but you know something i tried to do with the album was merge Beats and sounds that you're familiar with, with a delivery yeah. that's me. So I'm really rapping on this thing. I'm not like, there's like some auto-tuning going on in there because I like to experiment and I, and I think I hit some of these notes really well. But I'm a rapper's rapper and I'm, I'm lyrical and I do my thing. So I produced two of the records on there called, one, my first Latin record called Dale Duro, which just got played at the Pacer game last week. And yep. uh, worldwide with Compton Medicine Tragic, who was on Empire. So go check out the album. Right. Everything music. And check out the videos too, because these his videos are dope, y'all. Like some good quality, quality shit there. So, um, anyway, you know, as we always tell people, um, you know, check out me and Jay Thursday night, seven p.m. Eastern. On Instagram, live. oh yeah, and check me out um, Tuesday for the beat big yeah. at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Yeah, um, and uh, you know I think that's it. Oh, and while you're out there, you know, uh, uh, just tell your friends about this podcast. You know what I mean? They they love you. Tell them if you want to give them a nice little gift, just say listen to this podcast. But uh, Jay, more importantly, who needs to know oh, about this? Enemies, bro. Enemies. That's right. Tell your enemies. Those people you can't fucking stand. Be like, oh yeah, go listen to the Two Gibbs podcast, you dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's good to tell your enemies. People got a lot of enemies. So why not? So anyway, so this is gonna be a new one. This is gonna be a new one. I've never signed off like this before. But until next time, uh, you know, this is Simon. This is Jake. And that is Rambo. Rambo, hey, thank you so thank much you for, having me, man. for joining us. My pleasure, for sure. No doubt, no doubt. All right, so we'll uh, see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.